Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. So today's guest is Becca Powers, an award-winning sales leader in technology with over 20-year career in Fortune 500 sales. She recently launched her book, Harness Your CEO, Rise into Passion, Prosperity, and Empowerment, which debuted as a bestseller in personal success and women in business. As a sought-after speaker and corporate trainer, Becca teaches individuals how to prioritize their well-being first over other people, situations, and things, including the business. So thank you so much for joining, Becca. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Well, I have enjoyed getting to know you over the past year. Uh, We actually met at a speaking engagement, and I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about your career journey. Yeah, I would love to. And I'm going to do that in the form of a story because I think it draws a picture really well. So uh, as Danielle mentioned, I have a 20-year background in sales and that means sales leadership and also in, in the field as an independent contributor. Well, one of the things that got me to write the, the book was the career journey itself. In 2013, I was a first-line leader at Zell. And I had a firm believer, as many leaders do, that people come before profits. And I like stood behind that mantra. And um, in doing so, when I was speaking at chambers and just you know being out in the community, I got recruited by another company who had a very similar motto. Um, their motto was putting people first. So without even really thinking about it, when they recruited me, I was like, I thought it was like fate. I was like, I have to work there. And I was like, yes. And um So I did, I left Dell. I went into this role as a first line leader with a different organization and it was out of, it was um, in healthcare staffing out of my normal industry of technology. And um, when I was in that role, what happened was that I really had to, a couple of different things happened about six months into the role. I realized it wasn't a fit and um I kept powering through because I was really believed in the, in the mantra of putting people first. And I got really committed to proving myself and, and making a difference, making an impact that I started um, prioritizing myself lower and lower in an effort to prioritize everything else. So fast forward three years, I did that for three years. I one day came home from work. And it's not my most like proud moment of my life, but it is a real moment. Nonetheless, I came home from a 12 hour day and I had, uh, it was a bad day and I had about three or four of those right, right in front of it. So it was a back-to-back, um, kicker of a week. And I came home and my kids were in middle school. I had my purse on my, my shoulder and I walked through the door and they're so happy to see me, you know, like the kids come up like, mom, 
oh, I can't wait to tell you about your day. And my stress level was still at like a 12. Like I was still way up. And so I looked at them and I literally remember this. I was like, can I put my effing purse down? And like, kids, just give me five minutes. Mom just needs five minutes. And I remember their eyes getting like turning sad. I remember their body like pulling forward. And I remember just seeing them shift into feeling like guilt and shame because of the way I reacted to them. And it was like one of those moments in time, Danielle, that um, like things became very clear, you know, like time almost slowed down. And I was like this and I'm getting the goosebumps as I'm telling you this. I'm like, this is not the mom I want to be. This is this is not the way I want to do this. And so later that night and uh, later that night when I got the kids down and I was washing my face and taking my makeup off, I was kind of just recounting that day and that moment. And um, I broke down crying. I did, I broke down to the bathroom floor. I hit my knees and I just called out to the universe, God, whatever you want to say. And I was like, I can't continue this way. This, I don't know how not to power through. I'm so resilient, which is a great quality, <laughs> but I'm so resilient and I've been powering through and I am exhausted. I don't want to be like this. And I just wanted another way. And I, I call it my instant miracle, but um, this kind of kind of wraps up, wraps up the story. But as I'm sitting there on the bathroom floor, I remembered that my former VP of sales from Dell. So this will go back to the beginning of the story. When I resigned, he told me he was really proud of me. And he said, Becca, you're the CEO of your life. So there I was sitting on the bathroom floor. And I remembered that I was the CEO of my life. And it was that moment that I realized that I had a lot more power in the situation than I thought I did. And I pretty much just rose off the bathroom floor, a different woman than the one that went down. So longer answer, but that gives you a picture of kind of like, you know, what work life looked like for me and what happened. So I would imagine that experience of watching your kid's face just completely melt. And, and I know that there's probably many women out there that can relate to this, me included. We've had those moments where we've snapped. We've been irritated because we've carried our work into our household. And when we do snap and we get that reaction of hurt, the shame and the guilt that we put on ourselves it is devastating. And yeah. there's so many times, you know, we want, we strive to be such a great mom and there's times that we are awesome at it. And there's times that we fail. And it's hard because these kids, you know, especially at a younger age, they don't always understand what we do all day and the pressures that we have on ourselves or the pressures we put on ourselves. Yeah. All of the above, right? <laughs> yeah. All of the above. And not to say that that's an excuse. It's just that that is, that is a challenge and it, and it can definitely affect that shame and guilt that we can carry on for a very long time. So walk us through, you have this moment, you get up off the floor and you're going, I am the CEO of, of my own life. Walk us through some of the steps that you did next. That's awesome because it, when we are kind of just preparing for, for this talk, I think that brings me to a, a moment of, of boundaries. And I want to talk about that because it's a really good segue, even how you were mentioning, you know, the shame and guilt we can feel as moms when we bring this stuff home. 
So um, one of the first things that I had to do besides giving myself permission to prioritize myself, because that clearly, if you hit the bathroom floor and complete depletion, you need some effort there, but was boundaries. And, um, you know, boundaries is a pretty common talk track, but I, I, I had a unique experience with it where I needed to say no to things to say yes to myself. And in the work world, that can be really scary, especially as a high achiever, um, I found myself, and I'll just give, give the illustration as a first line leader who was really um, passionate. I was on boards, I was on committees, I was mindshare in many projects. I was, I had my hands almost in everything. And no wonder I was exhausted, right? Um, in my head at the time, I thought I was contributing to everything. Like I was being a good leader, I was being a good employee and a good person, and all of those things. What I didn't realize is that that was what was causing me to come home and not be present for my kids. And that those very actions were the things that left me in the guilt and in the shame. So one of the first things I started doing was saying no to taking on an extra project or being part of a committee. And I have more I want to say, but I want to pause and kind of just see like what your thoughts are on that. We will be right back to today's episode. Women are constantly feeling rushed and exhausted. With the focus on doing, women have trouble focusing without guilt while at work. While at home, they deal with lingering work on their mind. The result is negative self-talk and lack of connection in all areas of their life. I serve women who feel burnt out and overwhelmed. I show them how to achieve their goals without sacrificing their personal life. In 2019, my husband served a year deployment. Our twins were two years old and I led a team for a Fortune 500 company with 60% overnight travel. I've experienced firsthand being a working mom, trying to balance it all. And that year was among one of my most productive years. I invite you to go to the show notes and check out the link to the Burnout to Fired Up workbook with actionable steps on how to regain balance in your life. Now back to today's episode. I will often say, show me your calendar and I'll show you your priorities. And it's a really tough gut check to have, but it's true. A lot of times people will say, well, my core values are family and faith and my health. And yet when you look at their calendar and everything that they're putting on themselves, there's no alignment. Absolutely no alignment. So if you are a listener out there, this is kind of that gut check question. And it is, show me your calendar and I'll show you your priorities. And I can relate a lot to what you're saying because I was, you know, as a high achiever, you're hundred percent right. We try to do everything and we want to have our hands involved because we feel appreciated and valued. And we like our creative side and being part of being part of that team environment. But with that being said is then that also takes away from family time. And there's a benefit in saying yes to some things, but also acknowledging that saying yes to your family is equally, if not more important. Yes. And I think you bring up so many things that I could just riff on, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the core thing is you have to experiment when you're first putting boundaries in place, but you're going to say yes to some things and no 
to some other things, but it would be really wise to look at your calendar and see where your priorities are going. Because if your time is being committed to things that don't match your values, that's where you're going to start feeling that overcommitment and that overextension and the frustration. Um, And one thing that was really interesting and kind of unexpected is when I started putting these boundaries in place and I was looking at it from the perspective again, like to say yes to me and my life thriving and my kids thriving, I have to say no to other things. And that was a big nerve, even a big nervous system thing for me. I was, I don't want to pull myself out of everything, but you know, with high achievers, what I can say is a theme amongst us is we're resourceful. We know what's going on around us. We know who our people are. We know who the it people are. We know who might be wanting to come up in ranks. Like we are paying attention to our surroundings in great detail. And so what I started doing is just the same thing I did in my sales role as a sales leader. When I said no, instead of saying a hard no, I was say, maybe Jennifer can take that spot. Like I can't participate this time because my plate's a little full, but I know that Jennifer has been wanting to spend more time on strategy and she hasn't gotten a chance. And so I started plugging other people in, into my, into my spots. And then I unexpectedly became more of a mentor within the organization. And I think that was a piece that you're like, yeah, let's go into that. So I'll pause there and we can talk more about it. And that is something when you're able to be a mentor, that's part of being the legacy because what you're doing is you're being a resource for them and helping other people build the careers that you have built and what's led to your success. And that is going to leave such a lasting impression on their lives. And I always say, eventually you get to a point in your career where it's less about you and less about you continuing to achieve certain things. You're, the way that you view success, yes, you want the awards. Yes, you want the recognition, but you also get to a point when you've been in your role for a long time where you've been very successful, where you look at, I want to share this success by seeing others thrive and achieving yes. their goals. And it's just a different phase in your career. And it's so exciting. And I think that's where you and I are at. That's where we started getting involved in coaching and helping other people. Because could you imagine if you had somebody guiding you and helping you earlier on in your career? Oh my gosh, that would have been incredible. (laughs) Exactly. So tell us a little bit, what are maybe three things that you want to leave our listeners with so that maybe they, if they're feeling that guilt, that shame, that overwhelm, that burnout, what are three things that you can empower them with that maybe they can change in their lives today to make themselves that priority? Awesome question. So the first one would be give yourself permission to prioritize your well-being. And that sounds simple, but it's harder. Like we do a great job. This is what I love to say about high achievers. We love ourselves. Okay. Like there is no <laughs> lack of self-love. My hair's done. My nails are done. Like it's all good. But Um, prioritizing myself is completely different. Being able to say, again, no to something, no to overextending myself so that I'm not at a level 10 stress. Maybe I'm only at a five. Um, But so it really starts with giving yourself permission to prioritize yourself um, and your well-being first, and then prioritize the business is what I like to say. Like put yourself, your well-being first, then prioritize the business. So that would be one. Um, Two is a thing that I, I find 
is really helpful for me to maintain like passion and fulfillment. And I call that the power of and, but that would be allowing yourself to also have an and, whether that's um, one of my clients is a went back to competitive dancing. One of my clients started painting, like there's all sorts of things, but we grow up having this, like I played competitive soccer, which is why I love coaching and teaching and training. But we, we grow up with things that we did. And then we turn 19, 20, go to college, whatever. And we leave that old world behind, but they're still a part of us. So I always like to encourage people to come back to their and, and incorporate it. And I, oftentimes, if not all the time, find people become more successful when they're bringing in their and. And then the third thing would be um, what we just talked about, being able to say no to things so that you can say yes to yourself and also help help others rise in the process. Well, that is absolutely great advice and so many ways that we can apply that in our everyday lives. So thank you so much for being a a guest. Really appreciate it. Um, And for those of you listening, I highly, highly suggest you pick up her book, Harness Harness Your Inner CEO. I'll include the link into the show notes. And then I'll also include some links into where you can find Becca, which of course is on every social media platform. Um, And I giving a sneak peek, writing a second book, maybe. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So she's got another one in the works. Um, So thank you so much for joining. And for those of you listeners, create an intentional day. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.